0: f number one california here we come right back where we started from hu subscriber guns your shadow wizard done driving down the 101 california here we come right back where we started from California welcome to the OCD, bitch, the show are taking in-depth episode by episode look at the semimite underrated primetime soap opera of the early aughts the oc i'm your host for the evening mike gravanyu and with me as always to talk about part two of rainy day women is ryan
1: not the host but uh, like uh, not second uh and probably like more like tied for first and then maybe actually first yes
0: yeah you, you you're the 1.5 to my one
1: your last name starts with a g mine's an h But do you think that on the podcast poster above the title, Where Our Names Belong, that I would still go first, even though that's not alphabetical order?
0: Thank you for letting me know what the alphabetical order correct way was. I think it would be like Mike, Ryan, and then in smaller letters, Gravano, H.
1: Did you hear, by the way, and I don't want you to get pissed. I don't want you to do that thing where like, God damn it, back in my day, the future's all terrible and I hate everything. But did you hear that they changed the ABC song? because? Too many kids were getting confused by L-M-N-O-P. That's that's too much of a mishmash, so they changed how the letters come out during the song.
0: Can you start from the beginning, because I will be confused if you start in the middle. Can you sing the new version for me?
1: A B C D E F G H I J K L M N O P Q R S T U V W X. Y and Z.
0: That's awful. Unless you're going to break down, like, I like when rappers go fast and then do slow into halftime, and it felt like the song might have been about to do that, but it didn't. It's just garbage. I'm fine with, I guess, if you have to change LMNOP to LMNOP, but after that, why do you have to make the rest stupider? See, here's the
1: thing, Mike. I think that you are the most brilliant, most foremost, TV critic, music critic. Thank you. And alphabet telling critic, Of all time. Of our time. Let's not go all time. Let's say our time. I don't want to go head-to-head with Willie Shakes. But right now, you sound like an old man in a rocking chair, just not ready for the future.
0: Also, LMNOP is like the coolest, hippest, coolest part of that song.
1: (laughs) That's, you know people are down if they can nail that part.
0: If you can't yet, you're square. Sorry, get out of here, mayor from Footloose.
1: I think that the best way to find out if somebody is square is if they use the term square.
0: But it's a little hip to be square these days, yes?
1: And you did, uh, with your fingers, make a square. And there was a dotted line square where your fingers went. That's impressive.
0: I'm no L7 weenie. That's from something else. And
1: no one has ever called you that. (laughs) Nobody has ever.
0: (laughs) Nobody ever will. We're moving on. This alphabet news has gotten me too shook. If you want to hear about Kirsten and Sandy or Julie, Morris and Alex, Listen to the last episode, freaks. What do we call our OCD fans?
1: Uh, OCD people with OCD. Um, we have been getting a lot of emails recently about how uh, like stinky and negative I was in the last episode. Um, we did not mention the last three minutes of the episode. Well, we mentioned it, but we did not go into detail. And so I was—I think that I was a little bitter butthole.
0: Mm-hmm. You're a little bitter butthole.
1: Can we do it on this episode, please?
0: Talk about those last three minutes.
1: The last three minutes, yes.
0: Uh, probably next episode. We'll probably we'll have a special episode to talk about those three minutes. Uh, we're gonna take a little break, and when we come back, we're gonna dive right into that DNA test. Ryan, once Ryan has decided to brave the storm to talk to Lindsay because I guess she's not answering her phone, uh, he rides his bike, and we're we're not sure, but she doesn't live in the Cohen part of Newport Beach.
1: No, yeah, it, it's close, but it's clearly, there's some tracks there. It's and probably, he has to cross tracks in order to get there.
0: I bet he rode his bike up a pretty steep hill into what we like to call Costa Mesa. And she has a house that, like, it's a good house,
1: but it feels like that it was normal and built in, like, the 70s. Mm-hmm. Whereas most of the people that Cohens hang out with, they all have the same house, and it's gigantic and built in the early 2000s.
0: Yeah, for sure. Her house is a normal house throughout all of Orange County, except for this strip of Malibu land of the OC.
1: I would have killed when I was a kid to have Lindsay's house as my third house. But like, that was, uh, I had to summer in like a house like
0: that. And it it was hard for me. Gross. Uh, So Lindsay is hard at work practicing the oboe. Is that what she, she's an oboist? Is she an
1: oboist or is she great at every nerdy thing you can possibly do? Like, is that, like, Ryan could walk in and she's like, uh, expertly abacusing or like, Ryan could walk in and like she is uh, like writing like some philosophy book that's amazing. Like, is this the nerdiest and very competent but nerdiest person on yeah. the planet?
0: She's just doing close up magic. Uh, to the fall asleep. oboe, the <laughs> oboe, and 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 so there's a knock. He's knocking at the door. She's not answering. So he goes to the window, and I do. He's like, "You wouldn't open the door. I was there for a half an hour." And she's like. I didn't want to see anybody. Which again, I love when Lindsay always forgets she's in a soap opera. She's just like, yeah, uh-huh. I, did a normal, I don't want to see you. So I didn't uh, answer the door.
1: I was just being a regular person. <laughs> Practicing my
0: oboe. So he rode his bike all that way just to tell her he will go to that DNA test with her.
1: But there's a couple of reasons here. One, it's far away and he had to and he doesn't have a car. And two, we should talk about this. In, the, in last week's episode, we talked about how like rain is this destructive, godlike force of nature that makes everybody in California drive like idiots. Mm-hmm. Now, we should talk about how does, do you think, and does this episode prove that rain and being soaked by it is kind of romantic and hot?
0: It's the sexiest thing. Do you see how his normal dumb bowl cut just drips into his eyes? It's hot as fuck. And this, is not, the, t- this is not the only time this episode will see him dripping.
1: There's two types of awesome hair. The hair that I have right after I get a cut from my barber. Shout out to her. And two, rain was on your hair. Mm -hmm. Everyone looks great when they got rained on.
0: Mine only makes me look like alfalfa a thousand times in different ways. My hair is not great rain hair.
1: Well, yeah, you have that hair that you have. And then you also wear, like, the sheerest white T-shirts. And you have the fattest, juiciest nipples. So we have to look at all that. So
0: chafed. So chafed in the wet shirt rain.
1: But no, I, I, like... That's a trope. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, girl coming together in the rain is a trope. I think that it still worked here, right? Like, yeah, it, it makes things more important.
0: Yeah, and it means it, like he wrote his. It is more romantic than if he rode his bike in like the sun. Like he he did work, and now she'll be like, I guess this is important. Let's go to this DNA test. And, and we he, have
1: the scene in the beginning where uh, Seth, I will not walk. Twelve feet through rain for you, mm-hmm. but I will ride my
0: bike past that
1: wrong side of the tracks for Lindsay.
0: Twenty mile bike ride in the rain. They get to the most librarian looking doctor's office I have ever seen. <laughs> uh and in this office it is Lindsay and Ryan and then uh Caleb and Renee. Was Kiki there too?
1: Kiki was there. Kiki yeah.
0: was there as well. And the doctor walks in with like a middle of folder, acting like she doesn't know who these people are or what's in the folder. She seems surprised. She opens the folder, and she's like, oh, and interesting. You are uh, 100% Caleb Nichols' daughter. Okay. I didn't know. Don't doctors have bedside manner and ease people into things? And then
1: Caleb says that he's so glad that that was the case. Which is the most bullshit thing, oh, right? Like yeah. He, was, Caleb he is- was
0: crossing his fingers hoping he wouldn't have another daughter.
1: Because he thinks that he wants to like uh, make Julie happy more than Lindsay. At this point, At this, now. this is going to make Julie furious.
0: And she doesn't even know. She doesn't even find out this episode, does she? At least she doesn't no, react. She does She's not dealing with her own thing. And then uh, Ryan and Lindsay, high off of that news, make out hard on Lindsay's bed.
1: Yeah, they're about to go Riverdale in that uh, there's a little bit of plot. Should we fuck because of the plot? And then uh, it doesn't, like, Lindsay and Ryan get so Lindsay and Ryan all of the time.
0: Like, they they seem to stop it. And then they're talking about, like, do I really want to be Caleb Nichols' daughter? I don't know. And then, like, Ryan has different adventures with Seth and moments with other people. And then he comes back. And she is packing. And it is, nope, it's not moving with Caleb. She is moving to Chicago with her mom.
1: And then they hug, and the hug is heartbreaking because I feel like this is the 42nd time we have seen Brian say, Oh, no, that's cool. That's cool, cool, cool. I really think that your decision is good. And the thing about a hug is that now they're not face to face, and we, Lindsay, does not see Ryan's face, only we do. Mm -hmm. And he's like, What the fuck is wrong with me? It is. Why does this always happen?
0: She is being smart because she's a 16 year old and saying, No, I shouldn't stay in Newport Beach for a boy. I should move with my mom and where the rest of my family is in Chicago. But he just, he's going to pretend it's rain, but those are just tears. Everybody he knows abandons this kid. Right,
1: and this is the point where I realize that Ryan is Sideshow Bob surrounded by rakes. Like, <laughs> that, this is his entire life.
0: And that's why he puts up with Seth's bullshit. Because at least Seth doesn't leave. Uh-huh. Other than and when if he does to Portland. <laughs> and if he does, Ryan's going to
1: kick the shit yeah. out of him. Because he can.
0: Oh, the one person who's leaving, I could beat you up. But really, it's everybody at, like, the Coens could do whatever they wanted to Atwood because at least they stay. Right. Why don't anybody want him, man? That I mean, like... The reason
1: that our relationship works is that you know I will always stay, and I
0: get to do whatever I want to
1: you. The other day, I I ate 12 bananas just to throw 12 banana peels in front of where you're walking, and you did not trip. So I fucking hit you with that fucking shovel.
0: <laughs> I fall when I want you to fall, bitch. We have a loving relationship. It's fun. It's unique. It's us.
1: I would say, though, in our relationship, uh, less bananas, more shovels, though. Can we do that?
0: Yeah. I'll start throwing little shovels at you if that's what you want
1: and he just and he just takes it all and everybody else is like the the dumbest thing happened to me and I'm going to freak out like it was the biggest deal and he just ugh.
0: and he he doesn't go to anybody he doesn't nope. ask he doesn't ask for help do you do here's a question because the last 3 minutes are a huge deal should we save everything in those last 3 minutes to the end of this episode yeah yeah okay. absolutely so we won't talk about like it gets not resolved but he but he just he outwoods it he dark nights it he goes alone into the rain again uh and that's it. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to dive into Seth and Summer and Zach. Ryan, when we see Summer for the first time in this episode, she's in the ugliest of yellow dresses, uh, surrounded by a bunch of matching red bags. Is Summer in this fucking wedding? She is. Uh, Zach's sister hates Summer. But is, she is
1: so Zach's sister that she probably has no other options but to invite Summer.
0: And and Z- so Zach later in the episode we'll get to, but he does say uh when summer brings this up, isn't it a little weird? I'm in I'm in high school, I'm in your sister's wedding, we've only met once and she hates me. He goes, Well, she's alienating and severe.
1: Yeah. Like, this is just a thing about it's a fact. She is Everybody alienating and severe.
0: About Erica Zach's sister, which is weird that Zach's last name is Zach's sister. Uh she's alienating and severe. So she doesn't have friends. So did I now I want to know did her fiance be like we gotta have the numbers match. Can't you get anybody?
1: And I feel bad. I love Summer Roberts, right? But she still has that thing where she knows that Zach's sister is an awful person. But I want to be friends with her. Of course, I'll be your bridesmaid. Let me do that. Let me uh, like. Is let me she, keep doing effort.
0: She's a teenager. Like that makes sense. Like it, it, how mean they treat her drives me nuts because she's a fucking. She's just a sweet teen.
1: But that does not go away with teenagerdom. All through our 20s and 30s and 40s. We will be like, uh, the person that I hate asked me to do a thing? I would love to. I'll
0: do it. Uh, so, Summer's getting ready, and Seth shows up in a Spider-Man mask to protect his quaff and face from the rain. Yeah. In
1: case you were like, uh, you didn't know that like it's very hard for OC people to handle rain, he has a Spider-Man protection mask.
0: Full-on rubber mask. Uh, and he he flips out. He's like, oh, wow, you're, you're, re- you're really going. As if she were going forever. <laughs> Where his brother is dealing with his girl, actually leaving forever.
1: And this is, like, she's not going to Chicago, a town where if you go there, you're gone forever. You're it's some other it's some other place.
0: You're um, getting into Red Sox and whatever.
1: You've been to a bunch of weddings. You uh, have been a part of a bunch of weddings. Is this a real thing or a TV movie thing where bridesmaids have to wear the ugliest clothes that anyone has ever seen?
0: I've been to a lot of cool modern weddings with great friends where they wear the, the new trend, which I'm a big fan of and all the people I love do this, is uh, here's your color scheme. Wear whatever you want because you know what makes your body look good. Shitty people really do seem to pick horrible colors and make their best friends and relatives wear the gross, ugly, poofy colors. I mean, like you're a true dipshit,
1: right? Like I'm very nervous that on the day of my wedding, not enough people will be paying attention to me. So I will ask you, my friends, to wear the grossest thing possible.
0: That has to be part of it. Is I want you all to look so chudly. That I look even better. Ha- it's. Have you ever been to one like that? Like, I, is that just TV movie? It's. I I went to some weddings in the nineties, and maybe that was just blaming on the nineties. But those dresses, in hindsight, were fucking horrific. Uh, and I've seen some pictures recently of uh, some family members went to other friends' weddings, and their friends' bridesmaids were horrific. Yeah, I think it's real. I think it's real. I think people maybe people think they have more style than they do. How
1: horrifyingly insecure are you? Mike, you were not in my wedding party because I was so secure that I only wanted people that were more handsome than me and because mm-hmm. of how secure I, I am. That. And then, yeah, you got cut.
0: It was all Brad Pitt's. Have, have, has going, have you going on an airplane or somebody you know going on an airplane ever made you crazy the way it's making Seth thinking he'll literally lose summer forever?
1: This is a good question, and uh, I wanted to ask you, have you ever had a friend who seemed normal for most of the relationship and then fucking lost their mind. Um, I think that uh, I'm trying to think if somebody going away has made me nuts. I do think that like, it is stupid, but like traveling does solidify the relationship in a weird way.
0: I think it both solidifies the relationship. They're in Italy in Seth's head. They're just railing like rabbits throughout Italy. Uh, But I think it's also something deep seated in us that even though we've had like planes for the last hundred plus years, I think traveling used to be so hard and it's ingrained in us that if you're leaving our little town, you might die. You might get rickets. You might go on the Oregon Trail. Like, in our lizard brains, it fucking freaks us out. It's true.
1: Like, we have been on a plane multiple times and every time I'm like, what are we doing? This is so weird that we would go to a different place. Like, are we going to be able to handle the new place? Are we going to have enough bullets to shoot the bears in Oregon? This is so crazy. What if we get dysentery?
0: (laughs) Uh, so Seth goes back, and he's like, no, wait, you you have fun. Do your thing. And he really yo-yos. He goes back and forth, phone calls or whatever. And he shows up at a certain point. And what I love, Summer, and I, it does feel like a draft one line they gave her, but it works. Uh, he She says, are we really doing this again, or are you actually going to advance the plot? <laughs> that felt super Riverdale. Like, of like we this, know we're in a show.
1: This is a TV show with writers.
0: Mm-hmm. And that that, that sends him off. He's like, you're right. I can't believe what I've been doing to you. And he just goes in bed fully clothed and blasting boys to men.
1: The thing about being a teenager, and I think in the last episode you talked about this, about Sandy and how he loves to be pursued, is that I don't want anything definitive. I want all irons in the fire at all times. I don't Mm. want any of them to come out or get hot. I just want them all to be, like, lukewarm.
0: They just need to be there.
1: And then boys to men comes up.
0: Was this your Sad Sack song? In my life? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like... It's End of the Road. Boys to Men, End of the Road is what he's listening to. If you ask me about any part of my life,
1: like, happy, sad, uh, rad, glad, it's Boys to Men. It's different songs, but, like, that will always be the band.
0: I don't... I don't know if I... One, it's, it's weird for teenagers... In the early aughts, for this, because everybody is playing it, and everybody knows that means something is wrong. Like it's the, apparently to me, it's just a great karaoke song. I guess I've never been so sad. I needed to listen to "End of the Road."
1: You've never been at the end of the road. Uh, for me, uh, "Boys to Men" was uh, made me feel all my feelings. Like in "Almost Famous," uh, the kid's sister makes him listen to pet sounds, and then like he understands uh-huh. life. For me, that was "Boys to Men." Uh, and then in the late nineties, I was like. Boy bands are stupid and uh, manufactured, and I hate them. And then somebody would say, like, you like boys to men. And then shit would get violent. Like, I would find a (laughs) beer bottle, I would break it in half, and I would stab motherfuckers.
0: I said boy bands are stupid, not men bands. Not boys bands. boys to men bands. Uh, So Seth is moping, and then Ryan is like, I don't know, why don't, like... Ryan really, like, resets Seth, and he's like, what the first time you told me about Summer? Remember how, like, innocent you were, and, like, you're putting yourself forward? He's giving good advice, but bad advice, because he's still saying chaser instead of saying fucking stop. But he's like, remember the romance, remember who you actually used to be when you were in love with Summer? And Seth, his new character's catchphrase of, you freaking Rika, Ryan, decides he's gonna go buy his boat.
1: And I, I sort of think what Ryan sees... Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, when Seth was with Summer, he was a dipshit asshole. And -hmm. then when they broke up, he was a dipshit asshole and always uh, the person that he shouldn't have been. And then Ryan says, like, oh, fuck, now, right now, not then or then then, but now I think that you're actually brokenhearted. Like, I actually think that you understand what your feelings are.
0: Because you're blasting boys to men. (laughs) And now there's a, a Rube Goldberg level of complication because even though Seth lives in Newport Beach to a very rich family, he needs to, he sold the summer breeze to run away to Portland, which started all of his issues anyway. He has to find a job to buy the boat to get the girl. Uh, it's very into the woods. And so he decides to ask Alex for his old job back, which is when he discovers Marissa and Alex are romantically involved.
1: Right. And that uh, Marissa, for some reason, is hanging out at Alex's house with a robe that's open. What is going on here? Uh, But Seth could just be very open to Summer. But what he says is that, like, I actually need to go get a job and get money to buy a thing. Do you Mm – is there a thing from your past that you wish that you could go back and buy right now? Is there anything that you don't have anymore?
0: Wolverine claws? Wolverine – you have. That I used to have, like hung above my bed.
1: You have one of the most Spartan lifestyles of anybody I've ever met. Like you can pack up and go whenever you want, which is good because you are on the FBI's most twenty thousand wanted. Mm-hmm. But those Wolverine claws, I feel like every time you talk to me in your voice, you're missing those Wolverine claws.
0: It. I just. I gotta go listen to Boys to Men. I can't.
1: And for listeners, I miss them so much. These are not like toy biz, Toys or Rust, plastic Wolverine claws, Mike. At one point. Owned, straight up, knives that came out of your hand.
0: And I think when you're on the lamb, you should probably have a little tucked away weapon like that. It was foolish of me to sell them for that Greyhound ticket. That would have been helpful because I got mugged a lot.
1: Every time you stabbed a motherfucker, you should have been saying, that's awesome. I stabbed that person. But instead you were like, it sucks. They didn't come right out of my hand. I wish uh, they came out of my hand. My hand.
0: Uh, so Seth goes to Alex. She gives him, and he's like, "And I needed. A, not only do I need a job back that I was bad at, I need an advance." And she gives him a rolled up wad of five hundred dollars to get this boat. Is she just trying to give him the fuck out of town? The old, or does she have a soft spot for him? She absolutely does. Like
1: she wishes that he was like manly enough or dramatic enough to date, but like she does like mm-hmm. him. And Seth learns the most important. Uh, rule of life which is if anybody has a wad of cash that is like you do not know where it came from take it and trust that person forever
0: Mm -hmm. wads of cash is how we build trust that's true you have that tattooed on your lower back (laughs) so Seth finds the guy apparently like a year ago the same molded man still has it and the guy's like I made some improvements to your summer breeze and he starts to peel back the boat cover and you're like oh no there's a shark's face on the front of it But it's called the Gimme Sex. In the writer's room, do you think they had like a whiteboard covered in the hundred names that would be funnier?
1: 100%. But why 100? Gimme Sex one? Why not just one? Gimme Sex. That's the only thing that they should have written down.
0: What's the opposite of what Summer Breeze evoked? It's Gimme Sex.
1: (laughs) What I was hoping for is that it said, uh, and like I have a soft spot for this guy, but uh, Summer. Fabrizio, Yo, and it was about it was a boat based on that guy from Titanic,
0: <laughs> and not a shark's face, but a spray painted for Breezy's face.
1: And the boat, for some reason, had a hand that came out and kissed uh, its fingers <laughs> to its mouth every time it saw something.
0: Uh, we have to take a break, but when we come back, we will finish and conclude the saga of Seth and Summer. Ryan checking back in at Summer. She still is having a hard time packing. Zach shows up. And it's like, wow, that's a lot of bags. I don't know how you're going to deal with us backpacking. And she reacts like she has never heard that that's what they're doing. Is she dumb and forgetful? Or did Zach just spring that on her the day they're leaving?
1: It's not just that, Mike. She has so many bags, way more bags than you would ever need for this summer in Italy. But she says something specific. She says, oh, that's a special plug from my hair dryer. Mm -hmm. This has to be a Spaceballs reference, right? Is she being Princess Vespa in this point? That is my...
0: That has to be. Giant so hair... The, the, they think they're being funny and cute, but it's not big enough to wink at. So you're just kind of ripping a thing off without being as funny as it?
1: I guess so. And, uh, I mean, like, always rip off Spaceballs. It is the pillar of fiction that we have. But, like, Zach is concerned with the amount of bags, mm-hmm. and Summer has a lot of bags. But that's not like the... They're still going to be fine as a couple forever, right?
0: Oh, I don't know, because they, they do get to the airport, even though she freaks out. is like, I need sparkle magic. Uh, and Zach's family is being so shitty to her. So fucking shitty to her. Uh, and Seth calls. And I do love that because she tells Seth that she says, you have no right to do this to me. Because he's saying, please don't go, please don't go. And I love that she laid that shit down. That was awesome. I wish we got more than one episode of her doing that to him. She, She... One, to deal with Seth, and two, to get away from Zach's horrific mother and sister. She gets up to get the magazines. Because Zach's cunt sister is superstitious, so she thinks maybe the rain and the plane delay means she shouldn't. So she looks down on the 17-year-old who likes People magazine, but she thinks rain means she shouldn't get married. I hate that. I've never hated a character more than this one.
1: If you were ever around a group of people and you're not sure who to look down on, Look down on the superstitious person. Yeah. That is the worst of the group. You believe in fucking folklore magic. You nut. So Summer hates Zach's mom and sister. And Summer blanks Zach. Mm -hmm. Loves, is in love with. Loves the idea of. Loves the idea of. And then she goes to get those magazines. And then she sees a kid, a brunette kid. Right? With like a little.
0: A little curly haired Moppet.
1: Yeah, uh, playing with a goddamn horse,
0: and then she realizes doesn't matter how awful she's been treated by him. <laughs> she's got to go get her Seth.
1: And the other thing too, like the thing that's confusing about this is that uh, Zach is so much older. Say what you want about Zach, but he's so much older than his actual age. Mm-hmm. And Seth is so much younger. Yes. And then when she goes to like find her motivation to run back to Seth. She sees a child acting like Seth and saying, like, oh, he's not younger. He's so young. <laughs> and you know what? That's the boy for me. That's
0: the boy for me. Because Zach is, like, I maybe in high school it is a little intense to do a weeks-long backpacking trip. Now you're in my sister's wedding. Zach, Zach is on that D.C. train of politician son got a glad hand. Like, you're already an adult.
1: Yeah, like, with Seth, you could, like, have some fun and then marry somebody else. right? But, like, with Zach – that's your life. Yeah. That's the rest of your You're
0: life. You're Senator Zach's sister's wife for the rest of your life. So she takes off, and now we're getting to what you've always wanted to talk about—the last three minutes of this episode. A cover of
1: well, before Go. before we get there, uh, Zach comes up and he sees Summer, and she's like, "I gotta," and he's like, "Yeah, I know."
0: Did you buy that? I well, Is that too, Zach? For Zach's sake, I. One, he's being supportive, which is weird, but it's also when the, the little dig that made him a human. It was a shitty thing to say. Is like, I honestly didn't think you'd make it through security. Like, that's like, okay, <laughs> so you're like being cool, but you also want to give just a little mm, gut check.
1: But then he said, next time I bring a girl to the airport, uh, I'm gonna go in ahead of time, and any kid with a horse toy, I'm gonna kick him in what the face. And like Zach, him. that's that's too much, Zach.
0: Well, they're trying to. And this they- is the backdoor pilot for Zach going rogue through Europe, just Jason boarding his way across. Only kicking horses? (laughs) Just kicking every horse he's ever met.
1: Most horses are fine. Some of them are bad.
0: (laughs) So while this is happening, uh, Seth is wallowing yet again. And he's like, I'm just going to watch. The Valley now has its Laguna Beach, the real Sherman Oaks. Uh, And he's like, I'm just going to watch the real Sherman Oaks marathon. And
1: I'm such a loser. I'm so low. I have nothing to do. But at least my cable will work. At least my satellite will work, right? Like At least TV is there for me.
0: But nay. Nay, I say, like Captain Oates would. The satellite is out from the rain. So he's like, no, I'm sick of not being able to solve any of these problems. I'm going to get my Spider-Man rain mask. I'm going to tie a rope around my waist, and I'm climbing up there to fix this satellite.
1: I'm going to prove that I'm a man. I'm going to put my superhero mask on and go do some superhero things.
0: So Wonderwall cover kicks in. And we see- do we know who this is? No, who is it? Do you have it? I don't know. Uh, Sandy reunites with Kirsten like we talked about off the bus uh, Seth is fixing the satellite upstairs and then he slips off and falls and it would have snapped his back in half but instead he just goes is anybody out there and he's just swinging Marissa let's be honest
1: it, it would have snapped his back in half Gwen Stacy's down uh-huh. please continue
0: uh, Marissa walks his Al- Alex to work and it's not that she's freaked out by the trash because Alex is like do you want to come see this band they're good she's like no I gotta go do those dishes like I'm gonna be an adult now I got over my fear of rent and trash. And then Marissa sees Ryan just standing in the torrential downpour at the end of the pier, staring like he's about to hop off that water.
1: All right. So here are the three faces of Ryan. Number one, I will not walk 12 feet to Seth in order, because I don't want to get wet. Two, I will ride my bike across the tracks to go meet Lindsay. Three, I'm going to stand four hours looking off in the distance and
0: getting drenched. Now I'm the rain man and what a super tender sweet moment she he like he doesn't really say anything and she just kind of puts her arm on his back and like gives him a little shoulder rub it doesn't seem romantic it does just seem like you're a person i care about and need and i'll give you this human support you so often lack
1: but the bullshit is is that i spend so many rainy nights looking out of the pier and no one talks to me ever where where's the person that's going to come talk to me
0: you're at the wrong pier you gotta go to the pier uh, that everything happens at. It's where uh, old mentors die. It's where you think uh-uh. you lose your girlfriend. It's where numerous times the penguin tries to kill Jim Gordon. There's one pier that everything happens at.
1: I apologize.
0: And so that happens, and then we get back to Seth's house, and he's still hanging there. With now, them. like
1: you have a, you watched the second season a long time ago. Yeah. Maybe you remember some things. Maybe you don't. You saw Seth put on a Spider-Man mask. Uh-huh. You saw him go on the roof with a rope. Uh-huh. You saw Summer break Zack's heart.
0: Uh-huh. Did you put it together? It was, there's only one way it could ever be. She gets there, is weirded out that she just broke into their house because nobody answered the door. <laughs> and nobody's answering her calls. And he's hanging like a little wuss. Uh, and they just Spider-Man the kiss out of each other. He's hanging
1: upside down. And uh, she pulls the mask down, and then they kiss. Look,
0: even if it's not a great love story, if I see someone hanging upside down in a Spider-Man mask, I'm Kirsten Dunst there. I'm gonna kiss that person. Why yes. would you not? That's, that's everybody needs that.
1: And what do you mean? Maybe if it's not a great love story, it's gonna become now, a great is, love story because true. you did that thing. That's true.
0: <sighs> Dude, like it, I, I know the big emotions for you. Are you happy for these two crazy kids?
1: Yeah, I, I I liked it because um, I do root for Seth and Summer, I do root for all things Spider Man, I. Uh, but the episode maybe it's because I was so excited for the ending, but the episode was hard to get through until all of that shit
0: happened. Mm-hmm. So it felt like a slog to you?
1: Not a slog, just like there's a uh, like it's not a great episode for forty four minutes. Right. There's a very specific reason why this is a great episode.
0: And in hindsight, and you, you pointed this out earlier, it really does. I I didn't notice it while watching it, but now knowing what the rest of season two comes to bring, it does feel like they're like, oh, we got to get our shit in order yeah, for the next tornado.
1: This will be it. Rebecca's gone, and now let's go. Uh,
0: So that's the episode. We're going to take a break. When we come back, it's time to give some awards away. Ryan, it is awards season. And first up is the magical musical moment of the week. What do you got?
1: Of the whole episode, I feel like... It should be Oasis or that other thing, and I think I looked it up, and I think it's Ryan Adams who did that cover. Of course, and he's very
0: canceled. Yeah, yeah. So it's not. So instead, it's going to be Blind Melon. No rain. No,
1: absolutely not. It's Boys to Men.
0: Ah, Boys
1: to Men dominated
0: this episode. This might be the bet. The like this episode, they finally realized. 15 years ago that we were giving this award away because there were there was like normally it's oh the one song you used i guess that's our musical moment of the week this one had options the end of the road that was a good one uh drink because we disagree i don't know i'll drink your sandy wisdom
1: this one was hard uh he is only a fuck up until right at the very end but he's sort of like still a fuck up so I'm going to give it to, and I don't want to reward him for anything, so I'm going to give it to the, the, that one time where he's like, oh, it's raining in California. I bet no one can drive. And I think like, that's, that's all that Sandy offers this show.
0: Uh, th- there is the line, even though none of his actions back this up, but I really did like the line, and I think it was wise, even too little too late, of, we got nothing to talk about but your case and the weather. <laughs> so they're both weather-related. Right. Orange couture, that, n- nothing really stood out to me. Nobody really dressed wacky.
1: Oh, yeah. I was nervous with this episode until the end. Who was? Sandy he? pulls up on the bus, and there is Kirsten dressed like the most Orange County 04 Philip Marlowe noopsy detective I've ever seen. Like, she's got the cute brown coat and, like, that, the, uh, what do you call that, handkerchief that's like sort of a, a necklace at the same uh-huh. time. <laughs> and she's got it all.
0: Got it all. Just eight different cigarettes hanging out of her mouth. Comics connection.
1: I love doing a bunch of research about what Comics Connection should be, but this one feels like there is no reason to do any research. It's Spider-Man, Mike.
0: Yeah, if you told me the bus driver was an extra in fucking Blade Trinity, I would throw things at you. It has to be the Spider-Man smooch. Atwood's got an Atwood.
1: This one we talked about, but it's uh, it's the hug. It's where he was like, oh, whatever you want is fine, and whatever I want means nothing, and then hugs and then looks in the camera, and we're like, oh, man,
0: Atwood. Uh, mine is a evolution of that emotion. It's at, he like, not life can't just emotionally suck. I'm gonna torture myself in the cold rain now. Like it, he could just be in the pool house zoning out or napping or playing a video game, but no, I, this has to be the fucking worst possible it could be.
1: Or bring an umbrella, stand there on the pier. But like umbrellas are so easy to find. Yes, they're grab l- one.
0: Literally everywhere. And a fun version of this one for me at least. Why don't you pour another one, Kirsten? What's yours? It is.
1: It is fun. It doesn't seem like she is drinking herself into um, AA or divorce, but it's still, hey, Julie, we cannot hang out until we fill the cups uh, with brown and uh-huh. pound them.
0: They, I loved that scene. I love having reminders when they actually do care about each other. It's not always crazy drama. It's being one-on-one with Kirsten is always the most humanizing moments for Julie, and it's the most relaxed Kiki can be because... She doesn't have to have a role for Julie. She could just fucking let her hair down. It is, yeah. It, it,
1: when they hang out, it is a reversal, because Julie's like, oh, yeah. Being on a soap opera is hard. This is an oasis. And Kirsten's like, oh, man, I'm on a soap opera. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring it now, because I'm hanging out with Julie.
0: I love the the opening of that, when, when Julie's like, oh, man, this... this- day is so rainy and hard and Kiki her response is I don't know if my marriage can take it just Julie's face there's a triple take that was fucking (laughs) and like she doesn't try to hide it she's like okay you go first (laughs) uh Uh, that is the show that is rainy day women I want to say thank you to Ryan you my co-host of course I'm I'm gonna say thank you to the holophonics I want to say thank you to everybody who goes to yourpopphoto.com yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. You can shop that way. If you also want to support us, go to patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. Get all kinds of extra shit. We have other podcasts. What are they, buddy?
1: Well, we have a show called The Superhero Hour Hour where we review every single TV show based on a comic book or comic book property. And we have movie of the year where we uh, tackle years and figure out uh, what is the best movie. It's probably not what you think, idiot. Listen to us.
0: Dum dums uh so subscribe rate review all those shows it helps us out subscribe rate and review this show find us on twitter and instagram at your pop filter and if you have thoughts about the oc email us at contact at your with subject line welcome to the ocd bitch ryan are you ready to hear what we're talking about next week <laughs> uh I, I i you know that i'm not after Lindsay moves away to chicago with her mother ryan is heartbroken and caleb is confused Seth, Summer, and Marissa invite Ryan to the local mall to get his mind off of things. But then things take a turn when they get stranded after hours. Meanwhile, Caleb tags along to vent his frustration when Sandy tries to make amends with Kirsten by searching for her wedding ring, or even a grand gesture that will take her back to when Sandy first proposed. All that and more on next week's The OCD. Stay gay, dads. Get me those green lights or JPEGs later. California,
1: California.